Like if you didn't change any skill of yours at all, except you stop using a yes momentum and you use favor to the fool, the boost in productivity has got to be at least up to 30%. We're back with our monthly call with Chris. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. And if I could, if I could do a, take, take a quick detour, because I know you got an agenda. For those of you that are subscribing to our newsletter, The Edge, this morning's article was written by Steve. It's a really good piece. He's actually written a couple of articles for us that we put up in our blog. So I encourage you, if you're not subscribing, which is free, uh, it's a good piece. There's good, there's good, uh, there's really good tools there on a regular basis. And this one from Steve in particular has got some great reminders. And I read it this morning. I really liked it. Thank you. So along those lines, Chris, one of the questions that came up uh, for today's call is what are the, some of the things you did in the beginning to really hone your skills in terms of practicing, you know, tactical, you know, tactical empathy. And is there anything that you're doing now to keep honing your skills with this methodology? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Got, got to keep honing them because they're perishable skills. You know, way back when Jim Camp wrote that book, start with knowing he called negotiation, a human performance event. And the reality on any any given day, I've either gotten better or I've gotten worse, or if I'm lucky, I stayed even, but chances are it's only one or the other. So, you know, I'm, I'll make it a point to listen for the emotions. I get, um, I'll, I'll listen for the emotions of anybody that I'm talking to. I'll forget about the content. Like I'll take, I'll take a conversation. I used to do that when I volunteered on a suicide hotline, you know, which was about listening for emotions. And then in my general conversations, I'd stop completely listening for the content at all and just listen to the emotions to, to feed, them, feed them back to people, respond to the emotions. It's great practice. I mean, and it's really what, you know, those people that refer to themselves as mentalists, where, you know, they build themselves as being able to read your mind. My uh, hypothesis is, the first way into reading somebody's mind is to read their emotions. And I, and I literally had a colleague say that to me one time when I was in New York, she said, you're reading my mind. And I said, no, nah, I'm just reading your emotions. And then it occurred to me that you start reading somebody's emotions, you're reading their mind. So, I mean, just, just doing that is an exercise. I mean, what conversations did you have yesterday where the content was new and different and, you know, won you a Nobel Prize, it cured cancer. Vast majority of our regular conversations throughout the course of the day are, you know, just, you know, exchanging pleasantries, passing time. You're not going to lose anything if you, if you, instead of listening for the content, you listen for the emotions. It's great practice. I mean, you guys, you'll be, you'll be shocked at the reactions you get from people when you just start focusing on their emotions. So that, to me, that's a great practice. And someone also asked about developing the FM DJ voice. Any, any thoughts around that? Yeah. Um, 
the woman that runs our, our women's negotiation power hour, Sandy Hine, is always coming up with insights on this. And she's talked a lot about the late night FM DJ voice, particularly in, for women, but some of the 90% of this also applies to men. First of all, when she's talking about for women, she says, yeah, you got you to be a little concerned that you don't get whispery in your late night FM DJ voice because then, you know, what your intent is and the way it comes off, you're not always accountable for the way it comes off, but the whispery voice from a woman is going to sound seductive and you're going to get some goofball man that's going to react the wrong way. So she talks about the late night FM DJ voice. And what she does, which is a rule that works for everybody, is when she wants to downward inflect she drops her chin and the physical movement of downward inflecting or move, dropping a chin gives you the downward inflection without running the r risk of being, you know, that, that whispery one nine hundred number of voice. And then the other, the other move that she likes to do, which I think is really insightful has to do with the phrase, I'm sorry. And we use, I'm sorry proactively and very aggressively as a soft not as a not as an actual apology you know before assertion might be i'm sorry i've got bad news versus i got bad news i'm sorry the first choice the i'm sorry preceding the announcement of bad news is the higher percentage choice so what she'll do is she'll raise her chin when she says i'm sorry say I'm sorry and the act of raising the chin strengthens it and helps it get across so she's got some physical movements that she's discovered to downward inflect and also to project a little bit more with confidence when the situation calls for it situation drive strategy when the situation calls for it Remember, you don't get in life what's fair, you get what you negotiate. If you want to become a better negotiator, click the link in the description below. One of the things you bring up consistently is the idea that we live in a Las Vegas world. <laughs> yes, me and, and Bill do. And you actually do. What I take that to mean, it's all about probabilities. And you talk about, yeah. we have a choice. We can sit at the table where we have an 80% plus chance of winning, or we can sit at the table where we have a 20% or less chance of winning. Yeah. Expand upon that concept a little bit more. You know, and that's the hard part. If you've been in the game and you've got some habits that you know work, it's just that you don't really know what the percentages are. And, you know, the yes momentum is one of those things. Because you probably, if you if you do the yes momentum, you probably used it, learned it when you had no sell skills, and wherever you were, you weren't selling anything. And you go from zero to ten percent, and you're like, "Holy cow, I'm doing really good." The problem is, certain skills like the yes momentum have a high ceiling, and they interfere with your pipeline. They will. There are certain skills that absolutely interfere with your pipeline, and the yes momentum is one of those things. And you're closing at first maybe 10%, and then maybe the, the percentage is going lower. Like, you know, uh, um, Tony Robbins, I sat through one of his business 
seminars a long time ago and he talked about at any given point in time, you're doing well if you convert 3% of your prospects. 3% of the people you encounter are ready to do business with you. And the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, his straight line method, which has some redeeming characteristics. I think he's a master of tone of voice. But he talks about that percentage success rate there. And he says he's talking about a 2% success rate. And it's basically the yes momentum. Because whatever you say, his answer is yes. And that's why my solution works for you. So 2 or 3% with the yes momentum. And 2 or 3% with straight line selling. Like if you start factoring in favor to the fool, you've probably just immediately tripled your percentage, but you don't know that because historically people haven't said you're the fool in the game 20% of the time. Or even if they've said that, you don't know how to deal with that. The challenger sale, for those of you familiar with that as a sales book, make it really clear explicitly that 20% of the time you're the fool in the game. And based on the way they gather that data, that number has to be low because they served, they surveyed business executives and said, how often do you lie to people about whether or not you're going to utilize their services? And they got business executives, human beings to admit to 20% of the time. Now, there's no way that they exaggerated how much they were lying. People don't say, well, yeah, I do lie, but I lie way more than I admit to. You know, that, that ain't the truth. They're minimizing it. So that number's got to be high. And then, then the challengers say, well, while they lay that out for you, they don't tell you what to do about it. Okay, so now what do we do? Like, if you didn't change any skill of yours at all, except you stop using a yes momentum and you use favor to the fool, the boost in productivity has got to be at least up to 30%. Because we, we had one guy switch from yes questions to no questions, doing um, uh, dialing for dollars, Republican fundraiser way back when. And they got a 23% higher success rate, just switching from yes to no, just making that switch. Who knows to do that? You start lifting yourself up off that 2 or 3% win rate mark real fast if you just go from yes to no or you go to implement the favorite of the fool. Then what table are you playing on in Vegas now? You're off of that 2% table and your, your numbers are climbing significantly. And that's how you start to win. And if you haven't seen it around you, you got no reason for knowing. You're, you're observable data. Everybody's observable data. They've got reason to believe in these other skills. And you Understanding what your observable data is, is how you really begin to understand how to get better. You've got to understand you have reason for believing in some of these skills that are just not that good. You've got good reason for believing in that because you haven't been shown better reason to believe in something else. You've got good reason to believe that the sun travels around the earth. Because wherever you are, you can point to the east and say, look, I see it come up over there every morning and it goes around the sky and I see it go down over there every night. You can't tell me what, that what I'm seeing is not wrong. I see it every day. And the sun doesn't travel around the earth. It just doesn't. So you can, you can, you can be fooled by your observable data. 
subscribe to the Black Swan Group's negotiation newsletter, which is free. It doesn't cost you anything. I had a colleague of the FBI that used to like to say, if it's free, I'll take three. Here's how you subscribe to The Edge if you're in the United States. Send the text to, the number is 33777, that's 33777. The text message that you send is Black Swan Method, Black Swan Method 233777. Comes to your email inbox on Tuesday mornings when you're ready to rock and roll and get after the week.